Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hey, good morning, my pretty ladies and gentlemen out there. How are you? It's Monday, February 26, 2024. Wrapping up February very quickly. March around the corner, March Madness. Uh, and speaking of madness, we are going to have a ton of content to get to. I'm not kidding. We are approaching the second half of the Bachelor season. Can you believe this? Fans are begging producers to make Maria the Bachelorette, which again, if she's not the winner of this season, we're going to have to see how it all plays out. Reality Steve has had one spoiler. New Reddit spoilers have come out that may switch things up. It's a melee of content out there, um, and we haven't even cracked the surface into the non-Bachelor entertainment news. So I'm going to cover it all for you. I've even... (laughs) I, you know, I've even got Dr. Phil giving marriage advice to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I mean, if this isn't enough for you, I don't know what is. Let's start with the Jane Doe story that broke over the weekend. Yes, there is a new Jane Doe story from Clayton Eckerd's paternity scandal. I'm going to very briefly discuss it here and go in a little more in depth on YouTube. But this, uh, this Facebook character that has sent a death threat to Jane Doe the night I dismiss, or I should say, the night I agreed to Jane Doe's stipulations for her to drop her harassment suit against me, which was that I wouldn't promote any violence against her, which I still would not promote any violence against her. But that night she got a death threat from this lady named Lisa. And we don't know who Lisa is or where Lisa's account is from, but over the weekend, Lisa posted, um, uh, I guess, Jane Doe's real phone number and said, big thanks, Megan Fox. Now, of course, this is in reference to Megan Fox, a journalist extraordinaire, sharing publicly available court documents that may have Jane Doe's email address, that may have her phone number attached to it. I'm not really sure. But either way, the post the, the post. Uh, read this, which I don't necessarily fully agree with, but it read this. Jane Doe, the person behind the um, Stella Chen, Lisa Chen Facebook account. Again, I don't know which one it is, Lisa Chen or Stella Chen, but either way, this Facebook account that is, I guess, harassed Jane Doe and threatened her, has also shared her own phone number. So this person posts, girl, you know your own number. Don't be thanking Megan for that. Your number is literally on your company's public website. No one made this public except Jane Doe on her website and by posting it on this Facebook account. This is an attempt to have her records sealed in the case with Clayton. Let's not fall for it. Now, you might be wondering, what the hell are you talking about, Dave? Well, some are some are saying that Jane Doe may be doing a Jussie Smollett. You remember Jussie Smollett said, oh, I got attacked because I'm a black gay man, blah, blah, blah. They put a noose around my neck and then video footage showed that that's not really what happened. And of course, that story sort of crumbled. I know some people still believe it, but all the evidence points to Jussie Smollett made that up and used a hate crime and, you know, a black hate crime and, a, you know, as a gay man and all these other things uh, to make it look like he was the victim of this crazy thing. Well, some are accusing the same thing of Jane Doe, that there really is nobody sending her death threats. Now, it could just be that she's getting a death threat from this random person. But we have to remember, 
the initial death threat that Jane Doe got was actually uh, including her mom. And in the death threat, it included her mom's name and a address. Now, the address pointed to a different Mama Doe, not to Jane Doe's mom. And we actually have the voicemail that Jane Doe, or I I should say the phone call from Jane Doe to the police. And nowhere in that phone call did they say anything about like, oh, hey, the real address is actually a innocent lady. Can you go check on her and make sure she's okay? It was all about like me, 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 which again, you could you could defend that it, this is not a smoking gun thing going on here but at the very least there is a growing number of people wondering if Jane Doe is also Lisa Chen and Chase J Jones and the list goes on so here is the phone call from Jane Doe to Scottsdale police the night she dismisses her charges against me, that same night claims she gets a death threat. Here's the phone call. Hi, um, I'm calling um, because I have somebody who's threatening me and my mom, um, saying they're going to come shoot us. Okay, what's your address? Uh, my address, well, I can, I can give my address, but they're actually giving a, the wrong address for my mom, and they're acting like that's where they're going to go. Are they threatening you or threatening your mom? Um, they're saying me, but then they're sending um, a, a, they're sending an address for my mom, but it's not actually the right address. They posted it online. Right, but you're the yeah, one they posted it on the threat. Is that correct? You can hear the mom in the background. They posted it online. Correct. Okay, so what's your address? Redacted. Address redacted. Still giving address. Still redacted. Okay, and your name? Dodo Bird the third. And your phone number? Redacted. Dash four oh two dash redacted. It's a long number. It's a long number. Okay, and no one's there now that you're aware of? Um, not that I'm aware of, no. Okay. All right. I have the call in to have an officer make contact with you in reference to um what they're threatening um, to make the report. Um, so if you get any blocked or unknown numbers, it might be the officer just uh, reaching out to you. And if for some reason someone does show up, in the meantime, just call 911. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so, you know, n- you know, not not terribly interesting. And again, I, I would not want anybody to have to deal with the horror, the pain of feeling like your own liberty of being a free American is uh, under fire, not whatsoever. What's interesting, though, as was dug up by fellow reporters, is that the call log from from February 7th includes what I'm about to read for you, which is unanswered phone calls by the police department. And again, this is at 8.06 p.m. Um, They get an initial call, I guess, at 8.06 p.m. That was the one you just heard, the threats that were online, that someone's going to come over to their house and shoot them. And then they call back um, shortly thereafter. um, No, excuse me. uh, I guess at 11.15 and say rang for one minute, then line went silent without person picking up or going to voicemail. We'll try again in five minutes. Then they tried again, rang for a minute, then went silent again, unable to leave voicemail. How bizarre. 
And now some people are saying, well, how afraid could she have been of um, this death threat if they weren't even willing to answer their phones when the police called? And now it could be that it was several hours later at night. Who knows? But either way, we get to watch this play out. And again, I, 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 I truthfully don't wish anyone to lose any sleep over the fears that someone's going to come and shoot them or anything crazy like that. At the same time, why can't we put some bandwidth, maybe the FBI is already doing this, into looking into who's behind that Facebook account and hold them you know, accountable for their threats? Hold those people accountable. I want to know who it is. If it is... Jane Doe, then this story just became the biggest, craziest story ever. I mean, it really does. If it's not her, then it's somebody who needs to stop and needs to be stopped and needs to deal with, um, you know, consequences because you can't just go making threats like that. All right. We'll have more on this story later today. I mean, it's, 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 it's not going away. You know, the court case is now in June, and there's a lot of disclosures coming up, uh, new evidence being brought, and, um, and, and so much else. So more to that story. We'll be back right after this. Did I tell you guys the link to my stand-up show in Phoenix is now live from March 28th? It's called Dave Neal and Friends with Clayton Eckerd from The Bachelor. That's right. We're going to do a stand-up show and then have a nice hot hot seat conversation with Clayton. You can get those tickets now. Link on the in description of my Instagram, instagram.com slash dneals. And um, I'll post it on the Facebook and actually link in the description below if you want to buy tickets. It's going to be a fun show. And Kim Kardashian pauses tedious lawyer dreams after struggling with the study. Kim's aims to follow in her late dad's footsteps appear to have gone up in smoke with the reality TV star said to be focusing her attention elsewhere. Look, I don't blame her. You know what I mean? She's like a billionaire. She's got all these other things going on. I don't blame her for not having the time or energy or whatever to pass the bar or do whatever she needs to do. But I have to give credit where it's due. She has done a lot of good work exonerating a lot of free uh, and innocent people out there. So as long as she continues to use her notoriety to shed light into maybe some of the injustices in the system, I'm all for it. All right, well, we've got Us Weekly journalist, our friend Sarah Heron. Here's what she had to say uh, with Joey from The Bachelor. Again, his new episode will be on tonight. We'll have a pre-show live stream, but let's listen to this convo. You've gone viral a thousand times since this season has started airing. You've got the old school vibes in Malta, obviously the Ruth mix up. Also, something about your eyes and like the color of your eyes. Are you laughing all this off? What is your response to like the Joey phenomenon? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I've seen a lot of these different things. And what I think about it is what we're talking about, which is people are invested. Uh, I'm okay being the, the butt of jokes at certain points. Uh, as for the old school vibes, I knew Malta was an old place. I didn't know that it was going to get uh, judged as much as it did. But, I, you know, you got to laugh through it. Your audio sucks. I was just going to credit how good the video is for both Joey and Sarah here. Really good video, but can you hear that audio echo feedback? Come on. The RGB thing, that that's on me. I'll take that. I, I know that was on me. Uh, but And then the eyes thing, I actually am probably going to post a video a little bit more about that later on, and I can give some more insight. Um, there is something behind that, and I'll, I'll use the right space to be able to talk through that.
You've got you know, there he is. So he, uh, of course, confused Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RBG, yeah, you know me, with um, uh, somebody who shot and killed their mother, uh, Gypsy Rose. Hey, look, you make mistakes. You know what I mean? He's out there taking wild swings. You can't fault the guy for that, right? Speaking of wild swings, Tom Brady has accepted Giselle Bujan's romance with jiu-jitsu instructor began years ago, says report. Now, we don't know if this is true or not. Right, it's on page six, has a little credibility, but we'll read it anyway. Tom Brady reportedly has accepted ex-wife Giselle's romance with Joaquim Valentin began years ago. According to the Daily Mail, the former NFL star is learning to adapt to the new dynamic his family is now in after Page Six exclusively reported that the supermodel and her jiu-jitsu trainer were a couple and are deeply in love. Tom has been dating and is all about growing from his relationship with Giselle and moving it to a place where they can co-parent. You know, I was so sad when they broke up. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's You just see these couples. You're like, wow, they really got it. They got the money, the fame. They got it all. Nothing can go wrong. And then some jujitsu trainers like hold my um, hold my gi, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, that's the thing that they wear. All right. Anyway, they say an insider told people that uh, Bunchint, Giselle, and Joaquim did not begin dating until June 2023, eight months after Brady and the mom of two finalized their divorce. Well, so so what's the issue? She, they said if she wants to have people think she has been dating Joaquim only since June, so be it. But they have been together longer and they aren't taking it slow. Tom has accepted it. I want to find out who Tom's dating. Does anyone else care? Imagine if we got Tom Brady as The Bachelor. Or maybe like he's not a senior bachelor. Maybe there's a mid-ground bachelor. Is there a such thing as a zaddy bachelor? Can we have um, maybe uh, maybe zatchelor? Maybe Tom Brady can star in the new Zatchelor. I say this, if you can get Tom Brady to be on The Bachelor, you'll bend the rules for him. And speaking of birthdays, actually we weren't, but that's the transition. It's a Monday, we're trying our best. Olivia Rodrigo celebrates 21st birthday by buying cigarettes and a six-pack of beer. Boy, does this make anyone else feel really, really old? Oh, the days when you couldn't buy alcohol... I used to I used to work uh, for a company I shouldn't say where but one of my uh, coworkers was of age and I was like you know I was like 18 and I remember on Fridays he used to buy he used to buy me beer oh that what the the thrill of having an of age person buying me alcohol for me and my boys and then I became when when you're when you are the person who has two 30 racks of uh, you know Keystone lights when you become that person you get invited to the cool parties oh Dave's got a case of no, what 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 have I had like um uh, the the schnapps that's um uh, Dr McGillicuddy's it tasted like uh, cough syrup and uh, maybe, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. You put it in some Sprite, you go to a basketball game and you uh, tell your mom you hadn't been drinking. You know what I mean? Uh, as you're just wolfing down Taco Bell. Those were the good days. Well, now, Olivia, guess what? You're 21. There's no cool things left to do. Maybe when you turn 25, you get to rent a cheaper car, but you get kicked off your parents' insurance. I mean, what do you have to live for after you turn 21? You know, it's all downhill from here. She said, I went to the gas station the other day and bought a pack of ciggies and a six pack of beer i promise i didn't consume it but i just bought it because i effing could <laughs> how cool anyway all this to say that i think growing up isn't so scary after all and life just kind of gets better at the end well 
She goes, life gets better at the end. Honey, you're 21. Wait till you're 35. Come talk to me then. All right. I got a bunch of 50-year-olds saying, I got news for you, sister. Wait till the gray hairs are the least of your concerns. It all dries up, folks. Okay, let's keep the party going. Speaking of partying, did you know Saturday night was the Screen Actors Guild Awards on Netflix? I certainly didn't, but maybe that's why my Netflix was glitching. I was trying to watch this like Swedish movie called The Abyss. It was about a town who like, you know, the mining creates some sort of like, uh, you know, implosion. I don't know. I fell asleep right away. That's that's where I'm at on a Saturday night. I'm asleep by nine. Oh boy. My, you know, Olivia Rodrigo turning 21. I couldn't be farther away from that lifestyle anymore with with a baby on the way. I, I am in club. Uh, 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 what's, what's a baby term that I should know. Whatever, you know, I'm going to figure it out. Oh, over the weekend, I'll tell you this. Uh, did you catch this over the weekend? We, um, I'll get back to the SAG awards in a second, but I have a new vlog that we released. We, we received our new breast pumps. These things are chocked full of technology. I got to tell you, you gotta go, you gotta go watch the video. If you're looking to buy breast pumps, they're individual battery operated, no tubes, no cords. Um, I don't know. Maybe they play music. I don't really know what they do. I think some of these breast pumps vibrate too. It's like helps better flow. I don't know. All I'm saying is, uh, I didn't realize there was so much technology you got to learn when you became a dad, but I'm loving it. Times have changed. This isn't your grandma's breast pump. This is like the, you can, you can store them in your thing while you're hanging out. You can be, I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) more on that later, but that's on the vlog channel. You can go check that out. And in other news, yeah, like I said, the SAG Awards were on Netflix and Pedro Pascal won an award. Let's listen. I got that clip of it. Let's listen to what he won. He won Best Actor for uh, Last of Us. Is that what it's called? Have a listen. Here it is. Pedro Pascal, The Last of Us. So there it is. Male actor in a drama series for The Last of Us. And again, everyone's drunk. There's no... Uh, no issues with swearing because it's on Netflix. And, th- and this, by, by the way, this might be the new future for uh, award shows is get them on streaming services where they don't have to worry if they accidentally this throw is, in an uh, F-bomb. This is, this is wrong for a number of reasons. Um, I'm a little drunk. Uh, I thought I could get drunk. And uh, uh, thank you, HBO. Uh, uh, geez, Louise, um, I'm making a fool of myself, but thank you so much for this. Um, I've been in the union, uh, since 1999, so this is an incredible fucking honor. We're on Netflix. And, um, uh, 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 to the nominees, all of you, I can't remember any of your names right now. Uh, to uh, Craig Mazin, Neil Druckmann, uh, 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 Franny, um, Casey at HBO. Uh, It's very appropriate you've given me a job because I grew up watching your network. I have no skills. I have no other interests. So the least you could do is give me a job. Um, Franklin and Sue, you're with me here tonight. My family is maybe watching. I'm not sure. I'm going to have a panic attack and I'm going to leave. There it is. I love it. Oh, you got to love a good, honest speech there. I'm going to have a panic attack and I'm going to leave. I feel like that's the way I want to end the podcast from now on. Remember that. I'm going to have a panic attack. I'm going to leave. All right. Well, we got more to speak about. We'll be back right after this. 
I tell you, you can't win sometimes. The other day I roasted a comment that gave me a two-star review because I played too much American Idol. And then after roasting that, I get another two-star review from someone who said, can't take feedback. They said, it's so frustrating how upset he gets about negative reviews. <laughs> Taking the feedback. All feedback has some truth to it. What's the feedback? That I had the flu last week and someone was mad that I played a little American Idol because I lost my voice? You know what I mean? They said, it's tough hearing a grown man complain about perfectly legit opinions. It comes off rude and lacks self-awareness. Oh, boy. So I, I <laughs> the two-star reviews keep coming in. Now, I have to say, it's a big week for us. We're going on a gigantic podcast, and I'm telling you right now, we are going to get a lot of good reviews, but when you go on other podcasts, you get some bad reviews. They go, who is this guy? What, what's his deal? He's having a panic attack. He needs to leave. Either way, I think, look, if you want to give me a, a actual feedback, don't leave it on the rating system. Send me a DM. I got a million ways you can contact contact me. You can just Google my name and get my email address. You know what I mean? I, but when you when you leave a bad review, that's not feedback. That's telling other people, don't watch this guy. Now, am I really a two-star podcast? No, I'm a 4.7 star podcast. And that's after a thousand ratings. I think that anything that's a one, two, or three star is just an overly aggressive, like negative review, usually for political reasons. But in this case, I guess I lack self-awareness. I, I say that all though, to say that in the news on TM, uh, that American Idol story that I covered last week is actually being talked about. Ex-NFLer Blake says, I'd take a Grammy over Super Bowl amid Idol run. So clearly there's a little bit of taste there regarding covering this story. Are you guys watching American Idol? I think I'm going to continue sharing some clips. I, I like music. Music provides good energy to people. So I think I'll continue sharing some clips. Maybe I'll try to, I don't know, space them out a little bit. But for those that's like listening to 25 straight minutes of me yap, hey, listen, it might not be a bad thing to let someone sing every once in a while. Well, former Minnesota Vikings receiver Blake Prohl is going all in on his music career, and he's so serious about the new endeavor. He tells TMZ Sports he'd take a Grammy over a Super Bowl win. Here's what he had to say. It was one of those things you kind of just like black out doing. Uh, I was, I felt like I was in La La Land. Um, looking back at it, like watching it, um, it was just crazy. I feel like I finally, it finally hit me when I was watching it. Like even after it happened, I was like, what is happening? Like no way that just happened. And uh, yeah, it's just a crazy moment to be honest. Something I would have never thought like Blake would be in as a young kid. You know, I pictured myself a football player. So if you would have shown me that, image when I was younger like this is what the future looks like I would have told you you was just I would have laughed at you. you know, I didn't really tell a lot of people about um me auditioning um singing just came out of nowhere so like a lot of people don't even know that I was like even going for that so don't you hate this you got a guy he was god gifted talent to be a pro football player and you want to give him a good voice I mean save some for the rest of us you know what I mean all right well look I got this Taylor Swift story should we save you know what let's do it let's start it off right now Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey beware of speed bumps ahead says Dr. Phil have a listen here he is oh so the serious the biggest risk factor I see is if they both have schedules that are so full that they fight to spend quality time together. Long distance relationships, Harvey, they're, they're hard. They don't go to CBS and do the errands. But remember what he said, he said, I like that she's like that. The other ones may felt competitive and felt inferior. So that was Patty from, uh, from Millionaire Matchmaker. 
I, I I think it's so funny that we are this focused on Taylor and Travis. And I don't, I mean, look, I'm playing it right now. So clearly there's a market for these two, but this is where it gets dodgy, right? This is what society wants. They like to build somebody up and tear them down. Here's the title of an article in page six. Uh, Travis Kelsey downs champagne while surrounded by women at Vegas club after leaving Taylor Swift in Australia. Now, again, he was at Sin City for a trip after, you know, uh, celebrating the Super Bowl with some of his teammates or whatever. He just spent, he flew across the world to Australia to be with Taylor Swift. And yet the title is Downs Champagne Being Surrounded by Women. I mean, the relationships are hard enough, but then to have the media maybe looking for cheating, it, it just, uh, it just makes it worse. There is another challenge, privacy. Something that has proved more than elusive for Taylor since she was a teenager, and something Travis has been experiencing in a big way since he started dating her. There is no such thing as privacy anymore for them. It does not exist. Having security, having you know people that have to be there with you because it is such a scene everywhere you go. So yes, you're, you're saying, am I ears uh, deceiving me? No, that's Mark Cuban, billionaire discussing Travis and Taylor. What a weird documentary. I don't blame them for it. I mean, it's just kind of funny here uh, how, uh, you know, we are changing our gaze to the Travis, Kelsey, Taylor Swift, will they make it conversation? It's like, she's not even done performing in Australia. Let her finish her trip down under. Well, look, folks, we got a lot of content coming today. I'm going to have a live stream before tonight's episode and some other surprise stories coming out. So I will keep you all busy. Please do me a solid. And um, if you're interested in it, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. As I like to do with my send off, I'd like to tell you this. I'm going to have a panic attack and I'm going to leave now. Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.